Off the Record is a show about culture, black culture, politics, race, faith, relationships. If it's worth the conversation, we'll bring it to you. The show is hosted by four unique black men, men who have faced different challenges in their journey, babies born in the 80s, who came of age in the 90s, who became husbands, fathers, and men of the 2000s. There's Mike, who's laid back and easygoing. Quan, who is reserved and passionate about his beliefs. Brandon, who is rational and level-headed. And me, I'm Alex. I'm probably the most opinionated of the bunch. As black people, we share a collective experience. Our individual lives are branches of that collective, but are rooted on our families, culture, and community. I hope you enjoy our laughter and empathize with our pain. Welcome to Off the Record. Today's show is our is our um, tribute to Kobe Bryant, who passed away last Sunday uh, in a horrific, tragic helicopter crash, along with his daughter Gianna and seven other passengers, including the pilot. Um, today, we'll share what we you know how we heard it, what we thought, how we're feeling now that it's been almost a week later, um, and we'll talk about kind of the outpour of support that the Bryant family has received from fans and celebrities alike so um i don't know which one of you guys want to go first but you're welcome to speak your ish well i um <clears throat> i just say uh it's it's a very sad thing that happened and um i wasn't i wasn't like a a big kobe fan like in his earlier years probably because of uh, mostly because of you, Alex and Dayud. <laughs> um, but I was a I was a big fan of uh, OG Kobe. Like towards the end of his career, probably his last three years. Probably when I, when I saw like, cause cause like in the beginning everybody was like, oh he's trying to be like Jordan or whatever. But after like he matured or whatever, and you kind of saw he he curved out his own place in history. That, that you know stands apart from Jordan. I, I'm just an NBA fan, so I I like all the NBA stars, or whatever. But I thought like OG Kobe, once he started like, you saw he was like giving back, yeah. and you know how he lived his life after, you know he retired from basketball. Um, I think we we lost the leader, um, and it, it was very sad. But you know, yeah, I, I was a fan of a big fan of OG Kobe. We're, we're gonna miss that. Yeah, man. Um just hearing it was shocking it was like it was it was a blow like just to hear that and just to see like Kobe Bryant first you didn't I know I didn't think I thought it was fake I thought the news wasn't even real I got online and then when I actually saw it I was just like oh wow um and it's still to this day man like it still just seems unreal like I, I mean I know it hasn't even been a week but it just it just doesn't I know I had to get away from the so, from social media. Yeah. Like I, I couldn't watch it after a while throughout the week. It was just a lot. It's a little man. overwhelming. It, it was totally overwhelming. Um, <clears throat> just, I mean, tragic, man. Sad. I know it. It affected a lot of people worldwide. Um, and like even now, man. Like I said, it, it just doesn't feel like like he's gone. And just seeing it, you know, I mean, his family. His, you know his, his 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 daughter, the people that actually was was as well, the other families that were in the plane. Yeah. You know the pilot. I mean, I just think it was just a, a, a just horrific tragedy, man. Like just to hear about it, just to see it. Um, 
It's sad, man. Yeah. Mm, yeah, man. It was. It was tough, yo. Um, like things like this uh, hit me different now being a dad. So that's kind of. Um, I mean, like I don't, I don't want to take away from the fact of that we, you know, we lost Kobe, but that's kind of one of the first things I thought about was like his kids, his wife, and then, you know, obviously, you know, him, one of his daughters dying in the same crash. It was just like, yo, like it, it just hit me. It hit me totally different. Um, now just being a dad, like these type of. Like people dying, like there's even celebrities. Like it just hits different just being a parent, um, because you just think of the, you, you think of the entire picture. Like it, a lot of people are saying this, and it's, to me, it's so true. Like it's so much bigger than basketball, you know, losing this cat. You know what I mean? Obviously, from the basketball standpoint, we lost a a giant, like one of the all time greats. Um. So that that's hurtful in itself, but you know a lot of people lost their friend, their mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know Vanessa lost a husband. His three remaining daughters lost their dad, and then a sibling, a sister. Um, so it's just much. It's much bigger than basketball um, in this situation, and that's that's what hit me the most with it. Yeah, I mean, it's a tragic loss. You're, all eyes are on it because a celebrity passed, because Kobe passed. But there's a lot of other people that were impacted, and it's unfortunate that not only did the Bryant family lose their father and husband, but then they had to lose a daughter and a sister, like, right at the same time. You know, that's that's some terrible pain that I, I can't imagine. And for people listening to OTR, um, I'm one of Kobe's biggest fans, and... I follow the Lakers. I I formally cover them with a podcast and a bunch of other stuff. And uh, I didn't even realize how much it was going to impact me until, like, I was on my way home from the Philly game. They played Philly um, up in Philadelphia Saturday night. I spent the night up there, and we were on our way back. And, like, we're driving. And we had stopped at Cracker Barrel, got something to eat. We're on, like, 95 just driving, chilling. I wasn't looking at my phone or nothing because I was driving. And then Sinead was like, I just got some really bad news, but, like, I don't know if it's true or not. And um, she was like, I need you to pull over. And I was like, what? I thought it was, like, my grandfather or something with her dad. I'm like, what's going on? She's like, you need to let me drive. And I'm like, what? So she's, like, quiet for a minute. And then she's like, they're saying Kobe died. So I'm like, you know, I look at my phone and I see TMZ's reporting it. You know, social media kills off celebrities like all the time and it's like not real. Mm-hmm. So the yeah. first thing I thought was, all right, maybe it's a hoax or maybe he was in an accident, but you know, he might survive, whatever. I didn't quite know the specifics of it. And then like, I started getting the reports come in from ESPN, CNN, that he had really died. Um, and the reports, you know, they got him dying. They got right, but then there were some people saying all five of his kids were in there. Yeah. People yeah. saying Rick Fox was in there. Like yeah. they were just getting it. TMZ rushed to get it out so quickly that rather than wait a moment, 
they forced it out, and that's how Vanessa found out, which I can't imagine finding out you lost your kid and your husband on social media. That's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But, like, we were riding, and, like, people are obviously calling me and texting me, and I'm not answering because I'm I'm still processing everything. Then they start calling Shanae. And, like, I guess, you know, people want to know if I knew about it or whatever. And, like, we're riding, and, yo, like, some of the biggest tears came out of my eyes. Like, I could not believe how hard, like, that news ended up hitting me. Mm-hmm. And shout out to her because she knew better than I did because she was like, you need to pull over. I didn't, like, I didn't think I had that, that kind of reaction, but she must have known. And, like, you go from, like, that week I went up to Madison Square Garden to a game, had went to Philly for a game, had this incredible week, and then Sunday to end it on my childhood hero, a guy that I feel like I grew up with, yeah. passes away it's kind of like it just put this weird cloud over my home mm-hmm. and it, it was wild man yeah like so I guess to touch on um, I, I think we should all kind of touch on like where we were when we heard the news um, so for me personally Twitter of course I just happened to open my Twitter and um, I saw a post from Ron Uncut. Shout out to um, Ron Uncut podcast, and he said you, something along the lines like, "You know, life is so short. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant." And then I instantly like got that pit. You know that you you see something, and you get that pit in your stomach. So I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant." Mm-hmm. So I started to scroll, and then I think I, then I seen a TMZ report. Initial thoughts were, yeah, maybe this is maybe it's not true. Maybe they mm-hmm. don't know. Um, the thing with TMZ is like, unfortunately, on situations like this, they they typically aren't wrong when it comes to the death of an uh, of a celebrity. Um, they do put out some bullshit, but typically when it comes to that, they they are right. So then, but it it, it still was that feeling of trying to search to to confirm it because mm-hmm. you know none of the major outlets you know had put it out by then so I had I think I my initial thought was yo to ask you Alex because I know like you connected with the Lakers so I'm like but then it hit me like wait you know that's his favorite player like I would hate for this to be the first you know the way he found out the news Eventually, I did post it on there, um, and then I think y'all two, Brandon and Quan, y'all responded like, "Yo, what? Like, what is this?" Um, so then I think eventually ABC had had confirmed it. Which, while we speaking on that, I think ABC deserves some flack too, because they were the ones saying they were the ones that I first seen putting out that his all of his kids were on there. The news anchor got suspended. Yeah, like yeah. they were putting out so much bullshit at first. They were the ones saying it was five people. You know what I mean? Like they were the ones putting out a lot of BS. Um, but like the the first person like I thought about was you, because I'm like, yo, this dude. I'm like, yo, he gonna be crushed. And it just so happened, like you know, it was a couple Facebook posts, and your wife had posted. Mm-hmm. 
and I put under her post like, you know, the first person I thought about was Alex. And she had responded to me like, I don't know how I'm going to tell him. And I'm like, well, you know, his phone, you know, he connected with the Lakers and the Lakers Central podcast. Like, I'm sure, like, all his followers are blowing his phone up right now. And, you know, just to, I think that kind of hit just how it really was because, you know, you could tell that she was struggling, like, yo, how am I going to tell him that? And it was just, yo, it was just tough news all around. Like, I wasn't by any means the biggest Kobe fan. Like Brandon said earlier, like, we didn't, we we disliked Kobe because of Alex and Daoud and it's just what we do. Like, you know, me and Brandon growing up, he's a Knicks fan. I was a Bulls fan. He's a Notre Dame fan. I'm a Michigan fan. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, you know what I mean? It's just what you do. You know what I mean? Uh, so, it was along those lines with Kobe, but you still don't want to see that. I don't give a fuck if it's if this dude did the most damage to your favorite team or your favorite player or whoever. You still don't want to see nothing like that go down. I don't care who it is. Because at the end of the day, it's a game. You know what I mean? You just don't want to see that. So I was like literally at home. And I, and I stumbled on it on Twitter. And, and yeah, so that's where I was when I caught the news. I was home. And it, and it brings back memories because just like you say, you know, you two growing up, throwing shots at each other. You know, right. I, do you remember mm-hmm. it was the same way? Like we used to battle all the time. I was, what up, Ben? Shout out to you, man. Appreciate the y'all. Y'all support. still, y'all still do. Y'all still throw shots. Y'all too with the Giants and Redskins. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it happens, yo. It happens. It, you know, I fuck just, the Giants. Yeah, <laughs> I say the same thing too. That's just a shot I just threw, but it just happened to come out that way. I'm sorry, but uh, yeah, man. Like I just thought about the memories of of just actually like seeing. Kobe bust ass. You know what I mean? Like, I just remember just like the, the finals against, you know, like you remember, I was a big AI fan and you were a big Kobe fan. Remember the times we would battle all the time, talking mm-hmm. about, you know, who was who was greater. You know, of course Kobe was always always, you know, the greater, you know what I mean? But at the same time, you know, you, you still had you still was humble at the same time seeing them go at each other mm-hmm. because you knew that it was a sport and you knew that they were two greats going at each other, you know. Back then, we maybe didn't realize how great he was. Well, there were people that actually realized how great he, great he was, but now actually knowing the fact of what happened, you know, like I tend to look back now at like, damn, yo, like we were really watching history in the making. Like we were really watching like a guy that was an icon, like playing at, you know what I mean, at, at, his, at his, his full potential, you know what I mean? And like what he showed, and what he embodied, like, just showed, like, <clears throat> just greatness. Kobe brought some of the worst, my worst actions out. I think yeah. I almost left Alice. <laughs> <laughs> One day we was watching the playoff game. I think it was Sacramento. when they beat Sacramento. Game seven. And, yo, when they won that game, like, yo, I literally walked out the house and we was watching the game. Yo, I was so <laughs> fucking mad, yo. <laughs> yeah, I, um, Kobe has plenty, plenty of highlights against the Knicks. Uh, we'd be here literally all day going through them. But, I mean, again, I I always recognize his talent. I think just early on in his career, it was just 
he tried to emulate Jordan, mm. and that that was that was obvious. I mean, but it was coming. I think it was coming from a place of admiration and yeah. saying, "Hey, mm-hmm. yeah. I want to be the best. So to be the best, I'm going to try to emulate the best." Right. And he was actually, you know, good enough to actually do that. But the yeah. fact that you know Jordan was. You know, like Kobe is to this, to this generation, right. the generation after us. Jordan yeah. was was it for us, right? Yeah. And Absolutely. and again, as a Knicks fan, I didn't like I didn't like Jordan either, right? But I appreciated like the player he was. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it was more that like with Kobe. But I always recognized, yeah, he. I mean, obviously, he could really play, and we'd always have those arguments like, oh, he's not even the best player on his team. Shaq right. is whatever, right. whatever. But I mean, when you take you know a holistic look at his career, I mean, you you gotta. I mean, obviously you gotta give him props for you know for what he did. Um, but again, I was more of a fan of like OG Kobe. Like he was, mm-hmm. like you see how Magic was, you know, becoming an entrepreneur and kind of laying down the groundwork there for you know black athletes who come in. And then you see LeBron following that same path. Um, you know, Kobe Kobe was on that path, but Kobe wasn't like Kobe was it in in, in stuff outside of basketball as well. Like, mm-hmm. you know, LeBron made it clear he wants to own an NBA team and LeBron is is in a lot of other stuff, but like Kobe was like quietly he was he was doing this thing quietly. He was still involved in the game, but you know, it wasn't this whole, you know, rah rah look at me, Kobe. He was like mentoring players in the right. league, he was starting businesses. He was, you know, another, like I said, a leader, something right. for other young players to uh, aspire to. And like his contributions to the WNBA, mm-hmm. which, you know, people have taken notice of. Um, and, and I mean, he was, like I said, he, what, what more can I say over and over again? We, we, we lost the leader. Yeah. I, I like, so to touch on what you just said, and I think that was part of um, part of what I tweeted out when it happened. So just to get this out of the way, like I hate the whole, like, yo, how you sad and you don't know him. Like, how you upset and you don't know him. How you crying and you don't know him. I hate that. I hate that whole notion of, like, you can't feel hurt for someone that you didn't, you never shook hands with or something like that. Like, first of all, I hate that. Second of all, you know, add the whole I wasn't his biggest fan, so how are you hurt thing? I hate that too. Um, but to touch on what you said, Brandon, I tweeted that out, something similar to that. And I think part of what made it hard for our generation, the Kobe the ones that didn't that weren't his biggest fans like myself, is it's hard to so he went through it. Kobe went through it too with LeBron, right? So it was MJ, right? And then here comes Kobe. And the real ball players, I mean, the real the real fans of the game realize like, yo, this dude could ball. Whether you like him or not, this dude is nice. Yeah, clearly. And it was hard to. It's always hard to get past what was before. So the last great that we had seen was MJ, right? Mm-hmm. Then here comes this young cat who nice, who want to be that, who wants to be better, and you just kind of like, nah, that ain't happening. Right. Because you don't want to see it happen. You know what I'm saying? It's like those things. It's, it's like 
you know, when people get upset when another player breaks a record, it's because you think like it, it then diminishes with your with the player before that who had the record before that did, and it doesn't. It just shows how great that other player is, mm-hmm. and I just think that was the hardest part for our generation was like we had to accept that okay, yo, Michael was that that Michael era is over, and here comes this new era with this young this this young dude, Kobe, mm-hmm. and Kobe went through it too with LeBron, you know, as as Kobe's career came to an end, it was that LeBron thing. Oh, LeBron better. You know what I mean? So the mm-hmm. the kids that grew up with LeBron was saying the same. It was hard for the Kobe generation to realize, okay, here's another young cat that's coming in and taking the mantle. Mm-hmm. And that's the eerie and ironic thing about the last tweet from Kobe telling LeBron, like, yo, keep take this game to the next level or keep taking it to the next level. Yeah. So I think that was part of the reason for a lot of our generation not liking Kobe like that or not being a I hate saying not liking because it just sounds so bad but I've always said that Alex can say Alex can can confirm this and so can ooh I didn't like Kobe as a ball player for the reasons I just explained but I always said I respect the hell out of him the way he ball he's a stone cold killer yeah and you can't deny that because no if you're a real fan of the game, you knew what this dude was good, but you would just like, you kept that shit. We kept it to ourselves because we didn't want to give them that golden bullet. Like, yeah. yo, these niggas really like Kobe on the low. They really, <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you you kept those golden bullets in your pocket, but it was mm-hmm. moments where you like, shit. Like, and it, like that, like, you know. The Matt Barnes joint, like, you know how bad I wanted Kobe to flinch? When he when he threw the ball when he threw <laughs> when he when he faked the ball in his when face. When Chris Rock was talking to him on the side, that's another one, yo. And like, he was so engulfed into the game to where like people really tried to make it seem like yo he was being an asshole. But like when you look at in retrospect, like yo he was so he was a stone, stone cold, cold killer. Focus, and that man. when it came to basketball, he was a stone cold killer. And that is you can't do nothing but respect that. You know what I mean? But that was mo- those two moments. Those are my two favorite clips of Kobe. Yeah, is that with Matt Barnes and he didn't flinch, and that was a moment where I was like, "Yo, this dude, this dude is ice. He got ice yeah. in his." And then, and then here's Chris Rock, one of the mo- the more famous, not just comedians, people in the world. Mm-hmm. And yo, he's sitting there. He trying to get Kobe's attention to Kobe. Ain't this. Attention. No, no mind. <laughs> yo, like nothing. it is. At the end of the day, like, real recognize real. You know what I mean? And, you know, I always recognize that the dude was a ball player. He was a he was a beast. It was just hard. It's just hard to let. It was hard for me to let that Michael Jordan era go. And that's with any sport, you know. It's hard to let, you know, any of the greats. Like, you try, it's hard to let those eras go. And, and especially when you got friends that are, Huge fans of him. You really just don't yeah. want to accept that. It, it's um, it's funny because, like, I I got to see Jordan in his prime, and all of us are old enough to remember Jordan. Like, forget Wizards Jordan. Like, early '90s Michael Jordan when he right. was just just unstoppable, and I the the difference between my relationship with Michael and Kobe is Michael was drafted in 1984 
and I was three years old when Michael was drafted. Mm -hmm. Now, by the time Michael becomes Michael, I'm old enough to kind of get an, I have an idea what's going on. But when Kobe gets drafted, he's 17. Like, I'm 14. Like, I almost feel like I grew up with him, alongside him, as, verse, as opposed to Michael, who, you know, is 30 years my senior. Well, not right. 30 years now, but like 20 years my senior. Right. So there's that. And then, like, even I question myself, like, I'm really upset over someone I've never met. Mm. And then I started thinking, like, you know, I, Laker Central wouldn't be a thing without Kobe mm. Bryant. Mm -hmm. Like, I wouldn't have went, I wouldn't have had made L.A. a part of my honeymoon if it wasn't for Kobe Bryant. Mm -hmm. Like, all these things that I've done are has a lot to do with him. And so, like... I started looking around the world and being like, do other people have issues or whatever? Like, are they struggling also? So obviously I have a lot of connections in LA. I talked to a ton of people, they were struggling. I talked to folks from um, Portland, Oregon. They asked me to come on mm -hmm. their show. I had a, a, a radio show in New Zealand reached out to me and I was on there last night. And they said it shut down the news cycle there for two days and fans there were going crazy. You know, they're upset. Like. This one, this was hard, and I tried to figure out, like, all right, has there been one, like, like another celebrity death like this? Yeah. The other one is, like, Michael, which I think, but when Michael died, when Prince died, they died of, with some drug stuff involved, and, and it, it's, those were tragic deaths as well, but you just don't expect to hear, like, a helicopter right. crash with the kid, with his kid in, in it, and, like, right. you know, so I had somebody a lot older than me, because I was looking for some comps. And he was like, maybe Princess Diana in the 90s. Mm -hmm. And he said, some people would get mad at him for saying this, but he said, this might be the biggest death since President Kennedy. And I'm like, well, when you figure when Dr. King and Malcolm X got killed, there were white folks that celebrated that, right? right? Mm -hmm. And right. so Kennedy may be the biggest, like you just didn't see, you'd never see a president being assassinated. I mean, that's, just, that's crazy in itself. But like just a death that's just so far out there, nobody saw it coming and then other reports come out and it's so it's even more tragic than what you originally thought yeah this one hurt this was like I had like it's it's man how can I say this like I had somebody reached out to me from um from um Inglewood and they said mm -hmm. they had never seen Kobe Bryant play mm -hmm. but they were a fan he said we can never afford it. he said now that I'm an adult and have the money I was finally getting, going to see him go play mm -hmm. And I couldn't, and now I'll never see him in person and all this stuff. And I'm thinking about that too. Like, I'm an adult. I've got a got a few resources. I'm in a point where I can go to a game really whenever I want. I had planned on going to his Hall of Fame speech in uh, Massachusetts. I mean, the Hall of Fame induction. And I was spending the money to be in the VIP with his family so I could finally meet this dude. And it's like, that ain't gonna happen. You know, it's a it's a weird. I don't know. Like, I feel like so much of what I am right now has a lot to do with that dude. Like, a whole lot. Um, his drive, like, to be as great as he was at basketball, and you look off the court, he won an Oscar for his short story, Dear Basketball. Mm -hmm. He has an investment fund with $2.5 billion in it. Mm -hmm. Like, you think about athletes not being able to leave their sport. He was walking away from the sport and doing stuff that you just don't think athletes right. can do. Right. And one thing that I think separated him from Michael is, and this isn't a knock against Michael. When you retire, you can go on into the sunset how you choose to go into the sunset. Mm -hmm. But the, a key difference is Kobe reached back out to the next generation mm -hmm. in a way that I don't know 
Michael ever really did. Magic has to a degree, but you don't see Magic on the basketball court. I mean, and Magic's much older, but I'm just like Kobe reached back out. wasn't like he was just t- still tight with Lakers. He was yeah. Clippers right across the hall from us. He's mentoring Kawhi and Paul George. He's mentoring yeah. Giannis, Kyrie Irving, Jason Tatum, mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook, yeah. Harden. DeMar they all DeRozan. DeRozan. Yeah. They all have these these connections with him, and so he was giving back. And he was 41 years old just a few years older than us and for anybody to be cut down at 41 that sucks man tragic man yeah i think that was the cool thing too so i think brandon you kind of said this too i became i was a huge fan of og as you call it og og kobe Mm um and og kobe being the one, you know, as the like, I I I started to cheer and root for Kobe as his career was coming to, and then, um, but I've really over the last couple of years, really, really enjoyed like Dad Kobe, and like watching him transition to being like a full time dad. You know, that's part of that's part of OG Kobe. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and and that was like that was so cool. Like that was a cool thing to see, you know, him and his daughter at the game, like. Even before, like they started making the, you know, the fun funny memes with that video of him and his daughter at the game, and he talking to her. You know, mm-hmm. people was making memes like, "Yo, this how you, this is this is me explaining to my wife, like blah blah blah." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like people started making videos of that. But even before that, like it was one of my favorite clips because, like, yo, you see him teaching his daughter yeah. like the game you yeah. know what I mean? it was it's just cool like and she's sitting there like oh i see and if you you read her lips it looks like she say something like oh the pressure mm-hmm. like so he must have been explaining to her something defensively or something like that mm-hmm. and you know just seeing that clip over and over at the past was just rough it was rough because it won't happen again and you know not only him at 41 passing but her at 13 and then her other teammates and, and other people that were involved like mm-hmm. it was tough from that standpoint man it it was it was it was just rough to see but it the OG Kobe I was a huge fan of because what was it the Mamba mentality joints he started like where he people on Twitter where the players on Twitter would say hey Kobe what do you want from me yeah, he would sign like a. I think yeah. he told Giannis he said MVP. MVP and he won it. Yeah, like so it was like, or he'd say somebody else would ask and he'll say first team NBA. Mm-hmm. Like he really like had his hand, and I think that's why a lot of these dudes, mm-hmm. um, the current players now, were crushed because, yo, they like he was behind the scenes touching a lot of these cats. Kyrie, all of those dudes. Jason Tatum. Yeah, like he's he told Tatum. He's Dayton, having a great year. He told Tatum too. Tatum, I forgot what he had assigned to Tatum, but he had signed something to Tatum that year too. He was doing the Mamba mentality joints and Tatum balled out. Like, he was pushing that Mamba, that, that Mamba mentality, that Mamba, like, that attitude onto these players and he, it, it was just, it was, it was good to see, but I really was enjoying the transition, his transition into his second life. This is why it's good to give people their roses while they're alive and can yeah. smell them with you. Yeah. We yeah. far too often wait for somebody to die to be like, damn, I should have did this. 
and or, or mm -hmm. you wait to the, for them to die for then you to talk about the good things that they may have done. Mm -hmm. You have to give people their roses when they're alive. Mm -hmm. And we do a lot of, particularly in the black community, like, well, this athlete or this entertainer should give more, do more. Right. Like, everything doesn't have to be brought, broadcasted on social media every time they do something. Because I've been forwarded a bunch of stories of things he did behind the scenes that he never ever told anyone about. Like, yeah. it was one, um, there was a kid in Arizona that was dying from cancer. Mm -hmm. And somehow the hospital reached out to the Suns, the Suns reached out to the Lakers. So the person that set this up for, for the hospital, she got in trouble because she got Kobe to come there, no security, no nothing, mm -hmm. by himself, mm -hmm. whisked him up some back steps, he met the kid. And then she said he spent time with the kid, the doctors were there. And right when Kobe leaves, he says, what do you need? Is it a money thing? Yep. I'll take care of all of it. Yep. And she said like six days later, the kid died. But like yeah. that was the happiest time. That was like his idol. And there was another one where people were saying in LA, Kobe would see homeless people mm -hmm. and give them all Nike stuff so they had clothes and stuff to wear. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. just because yeah. the stuff isn't broadcasting on social media, it doesn't mean these people, these men yeah. aren't out there giving back yeah. because they are giving back. And they said a lot of the stuff he didn't, he, he wanted no media. They said he wouldn't allow his PR team yeah. to come. He wouldn't yeah. want, he didn't want it, which was, I mean, of course, these are things that you start learning in, in depth which sucks because you know you would like to I think that plays a part in giving these people their roses as well while they're here but I get it like you don't want it to he didn't want it to come off like it was a PR stunt right you know what I mean I think another story I heard where it was a kid he had ran into somebody's a dad or something and they were explaining to him like my son is trying out for basketball and he's like nervous and he made it to the second wave, but yo, he just he just like freaking out about mm -hmm. this, and like Kobe like recorded a video on the dad's phone right there and sent it to the kid, and like explaining them like, yo, just play basketball, like just do you, you'll you'll be fine. The rest of it will work out. And with like you start seeing shit like that, and that's just like damn, you know what I'm saying? It it, it kind of made me mad at myself for like even in the least bit of not liking him as a ball player when we didn't. You know what I'm saying? It made me feel, it made me feel, I was a, I was a little mad with myself for just even having those thoughts, even though it was from a competitive standpoint. But it's still like, you know, it just, like I said, all of this puts it in perspective because again, it's a game, you know? And these dudes are living real life. And it was just like the shit that LeBron was going through, like people coming at LeBron because he didn't post when they wanted him to post about it. You know, they wanted him to be one of the first to put something on, on IG about it. And it's like, you know, it's deeper than just that. Like, these dudes are really hurt. Like, they feel like they lost a brother. You know what I mean? Like People grieve in their own time. Yeah. Like, they, just the fact that that was happening was, uh, that was hard to see as well, too. But Did you guys see the, um, speaking of LeBron, did you see the uh, tribute to him? I, Alex, I know you saw it. Yeah, I saw yeah, it. Yeah, I watched it. <laughs> I know you saw it. Um, yo, to see all them cats show all that emotion, mm -hmm. like, um, mm -hmm. like you said, they were they were brothers. Mm -hmm. They were brothers, and um, man, it, 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 it's a that's a sad thing. But um, I I seen the highlights. I didn't see the actual game. I did see the tribute. I I didn't see the game, but I've watched the highlights. And Dame Dame Lillard put put on a show. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, and this, just speaking to what you said earlier, Mike, about you know not 
fully appreciating Kobe when he was, you know, at that time. Like, that's why now, like, you know, we have all these discussions over who was the best, who, mm-hmm. yo, like I said, I'm an NBA fan mm-hmm. and I just appreciate what every great player has to bring to right. the game. Right. Um, there's a lot of <clears throat> great players out there, so. that's the, I've gotten to that point. I've gotten to, I, I got there a little while ago, but this, like, really, like, LeBron can be great without putting down Kobe. Right. Or putting down Jordan or right. putting down Steph. Like, me and Ood were going back and forth on Twitter about that because he was like, yo, the debates is what makes sports like sports. Yeah, when we're 12. For fans. Like, right. for right. that, that gives something for fans to, right. to talk about. For the stands, I think. I mean, it's really all, it's all driven by first take and, like, these fake argument right. shows that aren't even really real. Right. But, like, at this point, we should be at a, a point where you can – you can just appreciate these guys because they do unworldly things that none of us can do. Right. Like 99.9% of the planet can't do. They make it look like you can do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so easy. Yeah. I can yeah. do that. No, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, yeah, that's like, I think as we got older, we started, as the debates went on, I think we started to say, like, all right, are they in the same classroom? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, they, you got to yeah. put on, because we could argue that forever. And those debates when we were younger would go on forever. But then it got to a point where you're like, they're at least in the same damn classroom. Well, my thing always was, like, if we've been arguing for 20 years and I ain't changed your mind. Right. It ain't never going. Like, why are we still arguing about it? You believe what you believe and I believe what I believe. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. You're not going to change. You're not going to change my mind. But sometimes it was just to ruffle the feathers. Well, yeah, it's always, 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 it was always wrong. (laughs) Well, you know, Kobe didn't start off like Jordan did, though. Kobe came in young. First, you know. He wasn't he wasn't the top a top three pick coming in. Right. He was traded after he was drafted. And his rookie season, I mean, you could tell he was clearly talented, but he didn't you know, he had right, uh, right. he had a rookie season. He averaged right. seven points that year. Yeah. yeah, he had a rookie season. But it's like it's like now, like and for most NBA players who have come through the NBA, I mean you, you have your your select few who come in ball in day one. Right. And then you have others that take most take time to develop, um, and I think that's what's happening in the NBA now. Mm-hmm. You're seeing that um, the NBA draft it sucks. <laughs> it's like after like the first five picks, it's like all right, I'm not right. watching any know of who this. These dudes are. Yeah. Yeah. But then you know, three, four, five years down the line, these players really start to blossom. Kobe it took he was he blossomed faster than that, but right. you know what I'm saying. It, I think I think because he didn't start off like how Jordan did, but it was like clearly he was trying to emulate him. Yeah. It it, it caused Cassie to be like, nah, I don't really fight with him too hard. But yeah, like you said, it, it didn't take long for you to realize like, okay, yeah, he's he's talented, and if he keeps getting better, which he did, yeah, he he gonna be one of those dudes. He, he like Kobe came in with an arrogance too. What's up, baby? Kobe came in with an arrogance as well that people didn't. Yeah. Because he was a young cat. But so. you know what? I don't even know if it was arrogance. Like, I, one of the things with Kobe that separates him from may, almost maybe every other NBA player, saying Steph Curry, he had an NBA father. Mm-hmm. He yeah. lived overseas. Yeah. He, he speaks mm-hmm. five, spoke five languages. Yeah. Most of these cats come with one parent. They right. go through financial struggles. He didn't live that life. So I think his, like, he grew up around NBA players before. Like, it's just, right, right. I think people have the same problem with Steph Curry. Yeah, like, bro, he didn't have it as up. hard as some of the other players. And it's like, it's, is it arrogance or is it just he grew up differently and he's confident enough? Yeah. And they said he was busting NBA cats' ass at like 15. Yeah. I, I think, I think it came off, people took it as arrogance because you have this, 
you you feel like when these young dudes come in, you you automatically feel they gotta pay their, their dues and their respect. So here's a young dude, 17, 18 years old, like coming in and saying like, "Yo, I'm here for the. I'm here to. I'm not here to sit. Like I'm here to play. I'm here to be the best." Yeah. And like when you hear somebody that young saying that, you kind of like, "Young pup, you gotta chill." Mm-hmm. But I think that's what gained it garnered a lot of respect because you'll see clips from like the older uh, when he came on the Lakers, like some of the older players, like Byron Scott and things like that. They really liked that about him because they, you know, they would say like, "Yo, this kid gonna be the he gonna be the mm-hmm. shit." I mean, it, the Lakers had Eddie Jones at the time, who was that an All Star. He was like Jerry, a mentor. And well, Jerry West traded him yeah. to make room for coach. Like yeah. that says a lot yeah. when you. Like, I heard a story yesterday. I think Tim Legler told the story. They brought Kobe in L.A. to um, work out. And he said Michael Cooper had just retired. Yeah, I heard this story. And he said, so Cooper, you know, he still had a lot of his ability. He said Kobe bust his yeah. ass. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. My all-league defender, Michael Cooper. Yeah, Jerry West, Jerry West told that story, too. And he said, like, he said it was doing workout. So, you know, I think it was Arn Tellum. Arn Tellum was his agent at the time. Right. So Arn Tellum called the Lakers. And was like, yo, I think y'all should work this kid out. Yeah. So they brought him in to work out with. We could probably find out who it was, but West didn't name him. But he was like, yo, these were picks, the players that were supposed to go way higher than this kid. And mind you, he coming out of high school. Right. When guards didn't come out of high school. Yeah. Like and KG came out the year before, but as right. a big man. And they said in that workout, like, yo, Kobe bust these dudes' ass. So then after that, he was on their radar, of course. After that, they wanted to work him out again, so they called Michael Cooper. Like, yo, Michael Cooper, come, you know, he just retired. Like, you know, come defend this cat. You know, strap him up, beat him up a little bit. And they said Kobe, like, Kobe destroyed him to where Jerry West said he told him, like, um, he, he said Kobe, I mean, uh, Jerry West told Michael Cooper, like, Yo, you ain't got it no more. <laughs> like you ain't got it for this cat no more. And and that that was another thing that was refreshing about this too is like hearing the stories, like from Jerry West and all these other cats. Like they were touched. It, it was cool. Like it was just cool hearing the stories that you don't that you typically don't hear. I heard someone say, "You think of L.A. as Hollywood, and it's one of the biggest cities in the world, and the Lakers are." Maybe one of the you know they're most one of the most recognizable franchises, and and they have celebrity players. One of the reasons that I think Kobe's passing is, is, um, has hit so many people, and someone said this to me yesterday. They said he had, the, he had the raw talent like some celebrities do. He was just obviously uber talented. No amount of hard work is going to get you to where he was. But not only was he super talented, he worked like he was the last, like he yeah. could barely make the NBA. So he was, yeah. they said like if you equate it to like making a movie, mm-hmm. he, he represented the movie star, but also like the dude at the very end of the credits. Yeah that was there all night trying to get the movie together that you don't even know. Yeah. And when AI said, when AI came to LA to play the Lakers for the first time, mm-hmm. he said Kobe came to pick him up, they went out to dinner. Kobe said, you know, AI asked him, you know, Kobe asked him, what are you doing after this? AI said, I'm going to the club. He said, what are you doing? Kobe was like, I'm going to the gym. Yeah. Like that's, that, that yeah, work ethic, right. man. Yeah. yeah. That, uh, that, that's different. That was the different thing about him. Like people that young didn't work that hard. Yeah. You only see it in a you see it in a a small small number of of players that and that's typically the greats. Yeah, well, I, I think you also they work. mentioned he noticed that a lot of a lot of people in the NBA 
didn't work as hard as Jordan did. This. So that's why, you know, Jordan was able to, you know, to be so great in the league because, you know, he noticed that a lot of people, you know, wasn't working, weren't working on their craft like yeah. how Jordan was. So, you know, that's something to where, you know, he wanted to be enshrined in one of the greats, man. And like he, you said, that's that, that's that Mamba mentality. Yeah. This you know, dude, that's that go-getter. He tore his Achilles and walked and shot two free throws. Yeah. And I've seen men get carried off the court after they tear their Achilles. Yeah. He played with a with a torn rotator cuff with his right arm, his shooting arm, shot the ball with his left hand. He played with broken like didn't he, he had didn't a bro- broken kneecap. He played he on something that. With like a, something with his finger too. His his right pinky is like curved because he played on it when it was broken yeah. against the Celtics. Like, <clears throat> yo, that kind yeah. of work ethic, like Cats get sick now. They not going into work. Nah. <laughs> and he yeah. was playing on broken bones. And and that was that was part of like the whole Shaq and Kobe beef. Oh yeah. Like what? Kobe had an issue with like his work ethic. Shaq said, "I got injured on company time. I'm gonna rehab on right. company time." Uh-huh. Right. That's what Shaq's policy was. And Kobe's <laughs> idea was like, Kobe's mindset was like, "Yo, if you worked half as hard, Shaq would be the greatest. Yo, you would be the best ever." Yep. And that was part of their that was part of their issue. Like it was I, never really can I, no. Can I, can I ask something though? Was Shaq not the best ever? No, he's no. not the best ever. But he could. Everybody said almost all the greats said he would have been one of the best. Yes. Yeah. But the fact that he's like the fact that he's top ten and he might have taken some time off. Shaq could have. Shaq could have been the greatest player of all time. There, there was no one like you can like Kobe got close to Jordan. Show me one player that's ever looked like Shaq. Right. One player, no. Nah. Mm-hmm. I'm well, I, I, yeah, I, I, I don't disagree, but I, I've seen, I've seen some players bust Shaq's ass. Who? Old Shaq or new uh, Shaq? I mean, young Shaq. He gave uh, it to David Shaq. Robinson. Shout out to LA. He, he gave it to. I seen, I seen, <laughs> Hakeem, <laughs> I seen Hakeem Olajuwon. Yeah, Hakeem Olajuwon. But, he, but that was young Shaq. That was young. That was baby Shaq, and Shaq still averaged twenty-seven and twelve that series. It wasn't he like did. he. No, no, no. I'm not saying Shaq didn't get his, but Hakeem was making everybody look silly. Yeah. Well, for two years he did. I, I, but just yeah. just imagine if Shaq worked as hard as a Mike or a Kobe, like or who who's the, who's another player that takes that works extremely hard in basketball, basketball, football. LeBron, LeBron works hard too. LeBron, um, but just somebody else that works extremely hard. But anyway, like just imagine if he had that, he would be unstoppable. Yo, because nobody was as big as fast. Who could pass? Who could yeah. do the things that Shaq could do? He so I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I just we went to Shaq. Cause I'm, I'm Shaq's my guy. I'm a big Shaq. Oh yeah, Shaq's my, he's, he's my second favorite player yeah, of all time. My, you know, favorite player he, of all time. So to see him broken up. Yeah. Oh, he was the tears coming oh, out of his eyes. Man. Yeah, man. Because um, Kobe had just texted uh, Sharif, Sharif that morning. Yeah. yeah. That. Yeah. That's that's what broke. That's that. Yeah. And that then Shaq talking about what could have been had right. they not gotten into fights and the arguments. Yeah, maybe they would have won seven rings or whatever. Yeah. God knows, I would have loved it. Yeah. Like Wait, five, six. Shaq has four. Four. Yeah. Kobe, Kobe has, has five. five. But oh, yeah. I mean, Charles Barkley often says Shaq and Kobe did a disservice to the game not getting along because they would have been far and away the greatest duo the league had ever seen. Yeah. Well, I'm, I bet there's a lot of people that didn't get along with Charles Barkley on that team as well. Well, you know no, I mean, I, I, I get what he's saying. Like you know they were, mean? they were the perfect combination of a guard and a, and yeah, a center big, at yeah. the right time. <laughs> Primes over overlapping at like mm-hmm. even when Magic and Kareem got together, Kareem was like Kareem was old by the yeah, time Magic yeah, became yeah, Magic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you know you had two major alphas on that team. Yeah, that's, that's the you difference. Know what I mean? That I, was the right. I think even I me mean, shout out to Phil Jackson just to actually have those two. Yeah. 
actually you Listen, know be able to cultivate them two on one team. They said and he when, probably had more other you know other other alphas as well on that squad too. But like them two just going, you know what I mean? Like and for them to win five together. I don't know if it was B. Shaw, or Robert Ori that said like. We knew Kobe was crazy when he threw a punch at Shaq. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yo, it, <laughs> that whole like dynamic between those two. I was glad to see like whatever, however long it took, but towards the end of their careers that they squashed. You yeah. know what I mean? All of that was yeah. done because I think if it went into their after careers that they had this issue with each other, I think that would have done even more of a disservice. Yeah. But the fact that they could come together and laugh, like even Shaq talked about it, like they would tease each other. Like Kobe would say, I got I got five, mm-hmm. you got four, or yeah. whatever. Like, yeah. you know, the fact that they could do that and sit back and enjoy, mm-hmm. and then even have a conversation of, yo, what could we have, imagine if we didn't do this dumb shit and we stayed together, what could have been? I would have hated it. I would have hated it if they'd have stayed and y'all the oh, one. Yeah. They had a dynasty. Y'all the one seven straight or whatever the hell. Yeah, people talk about the Spurs, but like Spurs never went back to back. Lakers ran three off, then two more. Mm-hmm. But then Spurs have a losing record against Phil Jackson in the the, the Kobe Shaq era. Mm-hmm. I think everybody does. <laughs> <laughs> so who who, Yo, man. who would y'all compare to like who did you compare to death to? Like Me? When, yeah. Two people. Just me personally. Yeah, just your personal. It don't gotta yeah. be with whatever hit with you. Actually, three. I right, name Nick, bro. My fault, man. Um, Nipsey, mm-hmm. of course, because that that rocked me. I ain't gonna, I'm not gonna lie, man. That to see what he was doing, to see to see what he was doing, <laughs> to see what was happening, and just to see like how he was progressing in life and how he was changing people's lives, man. Like from wherever walks of life mm-hmm. it was amazing you know what i mean to see the growth mm-hmm. um michael jackson mm-hmm. you know of course we all knew what happened with that you because know? you did have a glitter go- glove as a child <laughs> so <laughs> i know that i know a lot, that, a lot of us did i know that rocks you. <laughs> <laughs> uh and sean taylor okay sean yeah Taylor's that makes sense for yeah, yeah, I, can yeah, for yeah I can see that sean me. taylor really that really really hurt yeah me. you know yeah. um being a longtime Skins fan um, and seeing what he brought to the to the like the organization and mm-hmm. seeing like just what happened to him and in how it happened, it hurt, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? It hurt. And even you can even tell like, and I know a lot of people. I don't even fuck with Snyder, but like you can tell that even affected him. Yeah, I think it rocked that whole organization. That whole organization. Yeah. Um, but just seeing, man, like you like you said, Mike, like it. it you don't have to know someone personally for it to hurt you or, or for yeah. you to be affected by it. You know? That's that bullshit. I hate that Which, shit. Like I, I, I took stock of people saying that too. And you consider, like Kobe as an example, 20 years playing in the NBA. Lakers were on most nights, more so than other teams. Mm. 48 minutes a game. Like, you think how often he's in my home. Yeah, right. You're like, yo. I, that's a household name, man. Yeah, like the same the same with, with artists like a Michael that dies. Like, yo, you're listening to the music like every day and you feel like you know them. Right. And then yeah. you lose them and you're like, damn. Yeah. Yeah, you, just, they don't have to be a blood relative for you to, to yeah. feel upset about. That's ridiculous. You no. Know, what about you, Ooch? Who would I compare this to? How did it, like, what was the, what was the last time it, a death of a celebrity or somebody in the, 
in Hollywood or whatever affected you like this? Um, I'm not sure that I can name anybody really. That's respectful. Um, I mean, Mike Jackson. I mean, but like, even then, like uh, this one might be, you know, a little bit more. I don't want to say impactful, but it hit you a little harder. Yeah, like damn. Like I guess because like Mike, Mike was older. Yeah. You know, not like he was off the grid, but I, actually, I don't know because he had just—he was just coming out with a movie at that time, I think. Yeah. And because I, I went to see it in 3D, um, so I, I would compare it to that. Um, it's just like Kobe was—he's young, yo. I mean, yeah. yeah, he's a retired basketball player, but 41, he's—you know—he's in—he's in professional athletic shape. Yeah. You know, he's got <laughs> businesses. I mean, he's. His yeah. career might have been over in basketball, but his his life he's his in the life prime was of his just life. Starting, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? So, um, yeah, I think I I don't I don't know if I could put the Mike death over this one right. off that. What about you? No, this is it for me. It's yeah. it by far. And when it happened, then like I started thinking about my mother, and like it right. brought up a lot of other stuff too. That like I think I texted y'all. I'm like, yo, I can't take another loss. Like yeah. I ain't, I don't have it in me yeah. for another one right now. Yeah. So let me let me let me change the question for you then. What was the last one from a celebrity death that hit you kind of like this? Nothing. Or hit you the hardest before this? I guess it has to be Mike Jackson, Michael Jackson. But like, even that was like, I remember when he passed, and I was on my way home, and I, like, I was I lived in Owings Mills at the time. Was on my way home, and it came came across the radio. So I went to my mom's in Columbia mm. to watch it on TV with her, and like that was shocking. But as the details came out with that, it was like, well, he was taking sleeping drugs, and you know, right. those kinds of things can lead to heart issues. And, and so it wasn't he, like, was in a helicopter. Like, right, right. It was just, it was just the details are so different that, yeah. that for me, this is, this felt like I lost a relative. Like, yeah, yeah this one hurt. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, like, like, when it happened, I go front, I, you know, I'm one of the, I'm one of the people that called. Yeah. You know, um, yo. I had coworkers I hadn't talked to in like six, seven years search me on Google and call me. Call One call and I was like, I know why you're calling. Right. Like, yo, it was, yeah. it was, it was crazy. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, for me, the last one that hit me like this was, was Nipsey. Um, and again, I go back to what I said <clears throat> early on when we first started recording. It's the coming from like being a new parent thing. That's where the Nipsey thing hit me. I mean, it was along those lines of like you said, Brandon, like him being young, you knew he was making such an impact in his community. Um, and for him to be taken out like that, that shit sucked. Um, Quan and I know, Quan knows because Quan and I talked in length when the Nipsey thing happened. Yeah. And he knew how crushed I was by that. Um, but. It was so I'll be honest, like before Nipsey, I guess you could say Mike, but I, I wasn't so affected by celebrity death like that. You know what I mean? Especially anything that happened over the next the previous four or five years losing you know, losing so much that I lost like my parents and my brother and stuff like that. Um so the Nipsey before that it didn't hit me, but Nipsey hit me 
because I was becoming a, like Nipsey died in late March and my son was on his way any moment. And just thinking about Nipsey's son and daughter and you know, I was just in a whole different mindset. And then this, the Kobe thing, you know, being a dad and like I said earlier, like I just couldn't imagine like one he like like you said he was he was young and just and you know you could tell like by all accounts yo I'll admit I was one of those people that thought that Kobe would um would struggle with his post basketball life because he like he was one of those ones that seemed like like MJ that seemed like yo he he ate slept and shit basketball yeah so I thought Kobe was going to have to be involved in basketball some kind of way mm-hmm. and really he did it in the best way, which being involved in his in his daughter's basketball mm-hmm. career. Yeah. But, yo, he, you could tell he was really enjoying like retirement. Like he didn't need oh, yeah. to be in. He didn't need to be around that. No. So that that was that was tough too. And just like throughout that shit, I couldn't help but to think like, yo, what what were those last moments? You know what I'm saying? Like your daughter, I'm sure was frightened. You know what I'm saying? Like what you know? What do you what do you do in those last moments? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, that shit was just crushing me, though. Like, just looking at my son, I was just like, God damn. Like, I just couldn't imagine. So, I, I this, this, besides Nipsey, was the hardest. This, this was, this hit me, this hit me pretty, pretty hard. I did, you know, before we wrap up, um, I did want to talk about the crash itself. Because, mm-hmm. you know, in these situations, it's, it's probably not healthy to look back and say what could have been. But I think this is one that could have been prevented. Mm-hmm. Like that, um, that particular day, the weather conditions were pretty bad in that part of Southern California. Mm-hmm. The fog was really bad. And even it was so bad that the police, the sheriff's choppers yeah, weren't up in the air. They were shut down that yeah. day. But yet th- this particular helicopter, this pilot, this pilot was um, a, th- so the pilot was certified to fly in bad weather. Mm-hmm. Um, but the weather was so bad, he had to get an additional approval to mm-hmm. do so. He got that approval, but the company that owns the helicopter, they are not certified to fly right. in this kind of weather. Right. Yeah. And so the pilot, from what I've been told um, by some reporters in L.A., the pilot got conf- may have gotten confused where he was at. And there, it was so there's like these rolling hills where they were at. Right. And the pilot missed the slope by 20 feet. 20 feet, maybe he gets above it and they might live. But what's worse is the FAA recommended, recommended, not, there's no law, there's no, you don't, you, they recommended that these helicopters right. have these boxes on it that um, alert the pilots because they can't see more the than like a few feet thing. in front of them. Yeah. So it tells them how close they are to, to hills, walls, things like that. Mm-hmm. The helicopter didn't have that. Yeah. So had it had something that could have alerted him, which we have, but for whatever reason, this helicopter didn't have. You know, you look at it and you say, well, if the police weren't allowed to fly, how could a private helicopter have been up in the air that day? Right. Like, that's just ridiculous. And to, like, to add for that, they were saying that that particular helicopter, it's already hard just to handle with just one pilot. So a lot of times you need two pilots to actually, you know what I'm saying, handle the, that type of mm-hmm. um, helicopter because it's big, it's fast, um, and it you know it rips so you need two people so then that's another thing they were saying they were saying like how come they didn't have you know two 
two pilots to assist. Yeah. Well, know, I mean, well, it, it was probably with, with, with the helicopter. It was a routine. Well, other than the fog, it was a yeah. routine trip, and I'm pretty sure it's not the first time it's been foggy, yeah. which is probably why they felt comfortable. And it was the Mamba Chopper, so this is the shit that he's using every day. So I'm pretty sure they felt comfortable enough to say, "Okay, we've seen this before." You know. Make, let's go ahead. I don't that that would that would have to be it. Other than to say, because if if the sheriff cop is aren't even up there, it's like, all right, don't don't go. But I mean, and then to mention like you know what 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 were they thinking in their last moments? I mean, from what it sounded like, they didn't know that they were close to a wall. Yeah, yeah. So it could be a, they didn't. It could be they didn't have any last like thoughts about it. It could have been boom. We're just having a conversation, and then boom, it just happens. Yeah. So. That's, yeah. I mean, so that's scary. In itself the, I guess about. the reason why I asked that is because, so reports are that, you know, he was he was in contact with, um, air traffic control, and they were telling him that he's too close or whatever to whatever. Well, he's too low. Yeah, because he he was really low, like almost close to the ground at one point. Yeah. People were saying. Yeah, they said he was too. Well, low. The, the, yeah, because he was too low to use. Uh, instrument instrument guidelines whatever they have instrument control guidelines and then they have visionary control or, or visionary guidelines or whatever and to use the instrument control you had to be in the vicinity of whatever tower or something or you had to be at a certain altitude or elevation and they weren't at the proper elevation right. to actually be tracked so he was manually use, using the vision the visual guidelines or whatever so it, it just it just sounds like they <laughs> they shouldn't they shouldn't have gone yeah. you know and I, and I say like I said I I ask about those last moments because then it's it, there's there are reports that he shot up like he elevated at a at a fast rate right mm -hmm. so I assume that that was to clear one of the hills right yeah. So, so you probably know more because you, you know, you talk to people that's out there. Oh yeah. Well, they said that they, so, they said like even had he gotten over the first hill, he may not have cleared the next one because it's it's rolling and and the reporter told me that they're like, given that they're on the coast, there are pocket weather patterns that form like literally, it could be one way like here, but then like, a, a ten minutes down the road, it's completely different weather. Right. So they might not have even had known it was that bad. So let me ask you. And I, I mean, I don't even know if the, these reports are n true, if they how they even knew. But like, so when they said he elevated, then they said when the crash happened, he was descending. So like, did they say why he was descending? That's where I think I wonder if he was disoriented and didn't know. So that's what that is. That's what I came up with. That I thought like maybe once he realized where he was, that maybe he pant. You know what I mean? Like right. yo, yo, by all means. I'm sure anybody in that situation would panic. And maybe he panicked and didn't, you know what I'm saying, and was trying to navigate, and and that's what happened. But... I mean, they're going to... They said they're going to be um, investigating this for almost a year and a half. Yeah, and they said it could take that long. Yeah. Heads are going to roll. I mean, yeah. you lose, you know... Unfortunately, when regular people die, sometimes people don't get in trouble, but when a celebrity dies in this way with yeah. all these other people, heads are going to roll at some point. Yeah. yeah. And I, you know, well, I, I know from what I heard, they they had elevated to like twenty three hundred feet. Yeah. They were told to stay below twenty five hundred. They elevated to twenty three hundred to stay above a fog cloud. Mm -hmm. 
but then I think they were trying to f uh, follow one of the um, they were trying to follow like the highways or whatever. Right. And since you're using you know vision, he might have tried to come down lower so he could see, and but didn't realize how low he right, was. Because I right. think they said the crash happened at about fourteen hundred feet. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he did descend, and like you said, he probably just didn't know how far he yeah. did descend. That's uh, it's it sucks, and I do want before we, I know we're gonna close out, and it's probably gonna be wrong to say, but I just want to give a a middle finger to a few of the trolls that's been out there. I'm not even gonna name these cats, but I know y'all heard about the comedian that came out and said, you know, Kobe deserved this. Wow. wow. Well, I didn't hear that. Yeah. It, and he, oh, he, he catching it. Like, a couple of his shows got canceled. Um, it's a Charlotte, he's a Charlotte comedian. Because of the rape allegations? That, and, yo, he even took it down to, you know, he even said, if you didn't get traded, maybe this wouldn't happen. So it's like he made it personal because, you know, he was a Charlotte. He lives in Charlotte. He's from Charlotte. So I guess he figured if he was still a Hornet, and he finished it. It was just terrible, and and the fact that he said that, the, the fact that he yeah. said that, um, I don't have to do it, but I'm going to. A big, you know what, to him and all of these other trolls, because people have been, people have been doing it, people have been crushing these cats. So, um, I just think that that's just, just it's just shameful that people. Uh, bring up these situations now even with the rape allegations and I'm not going to go too far into that but I will say this this man 17 18 years have passed in between those allegations and y'all ain't say nothing until he passed so I'm going to just leave it at that you know what I mean um, you never judge somebody by the worst day of their life yeah. that's not the totality None of us know what happened regarding that situation. So for people to bring it up now, and I mean, it, it's yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I do think that a law should be passed for TMZ. Like for news outlets in general, like, you should never have to find out on social media you lost a family yeah. member. They should, TMZ has the resources to reach out to the Bryant family and notify them before they go live with that yeah. news. And they chose otherwise. And that's... Yeah. That's shameful, man. Yeah. She could have brought, Vanessa could have been driving and found that shit out. Her kids right. could have been like, you could have lost somebody else finding that kind of news out. Well, they—I don't know if it was confirmed or if it was true, but you—they did say that the oldest daughter, when she found out, had she, to be rushed to the hospital. She had an asthma attack. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it's like, yo, you know, some people, were, some people were, um, some people were, um, saying like, you know, they were just doing their job. No, nah, that's bullshit. They were just looking for clicks and ratings. Yeah, you, you have some decency, man. You gotta be some decency in your job. I don't give a fuck what it is. Um, you, a story like this, it don't matter who reports it or who reports it first or whatever. Like you're gonna get clicks from it. Yeah. So to happen like that with his children aboard and then other people's children and other families and other families it's just raw and then the personal information that Rick Fox and other his people was on was there yeah. about like that. yo it's how just how that affected his family yeah it's just you know? it's just it's you know it's just wrong all the way how it went all the way around well we can stop using TMZ as a news outlet if people stop yeah stop using I mean 
I, I stopped. Uh, yo, after seeing all of this, I don't use TMZ, media takeout, I don't, star. I haven't yeah. looked at that stuff in years. Only I, I looked because they they were one of the first to report it, but like I haven't looked since. Or you know what I mean? It's just just because of the, the shit that was coming out, just saying all of his whole family was on there. Like it was yeah. just yeah, that shit, man. That shit it was was tough, but. So any last comments? How y'all want to wrap up before uh, before you go, Quan? Um, no, just what I get. Just overall, what I what I what I understand from this whole ordeal, man, is like I said, it's tragic. Just like you say, give people that you love the flowers while they're here, mm-hmm. um, and let's do our best to make this world better. You know, um, what, what Kobe brought it, what Kobe Bryant embodied, and, and what he showed. From what I what I see is uh, anything that you want to do in life. And anything that you know you have a passion for, you know you do it at the, your fullest capabilities, and you just you go hard for yours. Um, whether if it's you've just found the passion, or maybe you haven't found it yet, or whatever it is, um, I you know I think he was a shining light to, to show people all around the world that I think that is just not a a racial thing, but I think that you know we all need to work together. Um, and anything that you do, you do it to the fullest of your capabilities. And you go hard for yours, and you know if 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 you're not gonna do that, and if you're not gonna put in the work to to, to be the greatest, then then why even do it? So um, I'm just I'm just thankful that you know I've, I've been able to, to to actually see what what he's done throughout his life, and you know like I said, man, it's 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 tragic, um, and you know to the families, my my heart goes out to y'all, and um, I just hope hope for the best for the for the families, but. Overall, I think he, he's he's done great to, to show people, you know, how to take on the mindset of, of being being passionate for your goals and and, and your capabilities. So, shout out to the to everybody. Shout out to Miss um, Miss Vanessa, and um, you know, I know it's hard, but I hope you can continue to hold your head up and and, and keep moving. What about you, Uchala? We lost a leader. I uh, definitely appreciate his contribution to um, to the NBA as an NBA fan, um, and just the things that you know he did outside of the NBA. I appreciate him as a as an entrep- entrepreneur, role model, father. You know all the great things that he was, and you know realize that he he wasn't perfect, but he. I mean, it was all indications from what I see that he's a person that that grew from you know the time he was a young man, just grew up throughout his life and um you know the person that he was at the time that he died he he was a leader so we we lost that and of course my heart goes out to the family mm-hmm. just like Quan said so yeah my final thoughts um so I, I really I really enjoyed uh through this I really enjoyed hearing all the stories about him um from you know Jerry West to um, the numerous players that were affected by him, um, and we, you know, as y'all already said, like we lost a, go- a global icon. Um, you know, it's super tragic. I enjoyed, you know, him watching him be a dad. Like, I, you know, I, I just. I thought that shit was awesome, and it's just sad to see uh, we lose him. 
like that. And, um, you know, watching last night, watching the tribute, you know, Mike Wilbon said something that stuck out to me, and it put it in perspective. So uh, for not just me, but for the people out here who feel sad and people are trying to, you know, you, you feel sad, but you don't know if you should because people don't saying that you shouldn't because you didn't know him. He said, you know, I wasn't a Lakers fan, but I found myself crying all week. And he said part of the reason why he was crying um, is because he was, you know, he, he said so part of the reason why you're crying is because you're a father, you're a brother, you're a friend, you're a mentor. So you feel these type of things. So um, those are my final thoughts. Kobe, rest easy. Um, thanks for your 41 years and what you did for the game of basketball and off the court. And, um, yeah, man, rest in peace to the other uh, eight people that were on that, on that aircraft with them. Yeah, man, Kobe's one of a kind. I don't think we'll ever see anyone quite like him, and he certainly has been my favorite basketball player of all time and remains so. So uh, shout-out to him, Gianna Bryant, and all the other victims of that crash. Uh, truly devastating, and I wouldn't have the platform that I have with the Lakers if it wasn't for Kobe Bryant. So I'm going to keep pushing along because that's what he would do. So with that, Quan, you want to shout-out uh, – one of our uh, a business that reached out to us. Absolutely, just want to give bit, uh, on a lighter note and everything, uh, folks and family. Want to give a big shout out to uh, Pelzer, South Carolina. This this business is based in Pelzer, South Carolina, uh, a bakery shop by the name of Carrie J's. Delicious pound cakes and slices. Really, really, really great pound cake and really great uh, opportunity to go out there and get something something good and nice for your stomach. If you guys like cake, pound cakes, this is a uh, great, good food, good food. Uh, Co-owners are Miss Jackie Washington and Mr. Laval Washington. So, like I said, just want to give them a, a nice shout out. The website is uh, CarrieJ'sPoundCakes.com, and you can email uh, CarrieJ'sPoundCakes at gmail.com. Phone number is 864-402-44112. Like I said, doing some great things out there in Pelzer, South Carolina. So, just want to give y'all a big shout out. And uh, for, the, for the folks that are around there, please go out there and support. Doing great things in the community. So, uh, you said Carrie J's? Yes, Carrie J's. Carrie J's. Carrie J's. Delicious pound cakes and slices. On that, <laughs> shout out to them. And until next time, folks. We out. We out. Peace. Thank you for listening to Off the Record. To follow all of the hosts on social media, click our link tree in the show notes. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast. We're on all podcast platforms, including Apple and Spotify. We appreciate your support.